From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital offers pediatric hemodialysis, and today I'm speaking about this important service with the Director of Nephrology, Dr. Scott Sherman. Welcome to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Sherman. Thank you for having me. Can you describe what hemodialysis does? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hemodialysis is replacement of the things your kidneys do. So removal of extra fluid and waste products um, that otherwise would be a person's urine. Um, and in persons who whose kidneys have failed, whose kidneys do not perform those functions uh, adequately, those waste products and fluid, fluids can build up and lead to really significant problems, very high blood pressure um, and other uh, symptoms that really are not compatible with uh, long-term life. Um, so you focus on children with kidney diseases that would um, require dialysis of some sort? Yeah. How, do, how does that work when it involves a child? Do they come to the hospital or how does that work? Yeah, so um, uh, within the last year, we've opened a pediatric-centered dialysis center within the four walls of University Hospital. So previous to this, our kids that required dialysis received it at a outpatient center uh, that uh, focuses otherwise exclusively on adults and therefore is focused mostly on the needs of, uh, of adults. And bringing that service into the hospital has uh, allowed us to build a team um, that can really focus on the needs of our kids. That means their physiologic needs because performing the dialysis in children, smaller people um, with different physiologies than adults is different and often more complex. And so we have a team that is trained to be able to serve those needs. And also the needs of kids and their families in a very trying circumstance with sometimes hard procedures um, and families going through a, a hard time with a child that's chronically ill and requiring uh, treatments at least three times a week to sustain them. So. Our team includes pediatric dialysis nurses, uh, uh, obviously physicians, pediatric nephrologists like myself and my colleagues, uh, and uh, social workers, dietitians, child life specialists that really help the kids uh, and the families and be able to really bridge um, uh, uh, them uh, through a, a hard time. So what age children are we talking about? Uh, well, really from infants up until uh, approximately age 21. Uh, we sometimes will do 
um, persons uh, older even than 21 if they have significant developmental problems. So, you know, we have children who um, have sometimes severe autism um, or other developmental problems and performing dialysis in an adult-centered uh, facility is extremely uh, stressful and difficult for them and their families. So yeah, we've done children as, as small as seven or eight pounds, not long after birth, that have been born with kidneys that really cannot otherwise sustain them um, uh, and up. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Scott Sherman. He's the Director of Nephrology at the Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital. And we're talking about hemodialysis. Now, another term I've heard is peritoneal dialysis. Is that the same thing, or can you tell us the difference? Sure. So there are two basic types of dialysis, the hemodialysis, in which uh, patients... Um, have a, what are called access. And so a device, whether it be a catheter or other, where blood is pumped um, from their body into a filter, we call it like an artificial kidney, and that uh, cleans the blood and extra fluid. And then that cleaned blood is pumped back into their body. And those treatments generally last about four hours. And and there's uh, generally three treatments a week, though for very small children uh, uh, under age two, um, there often those treatments have to be done even four or five days a week to provide um, really what they need. Um, so the other type of dialysis, peritoneal dialysis, is one that we uh, train the families to be able to do at home. And if it's possible um, for uh, the patients to receive peritoneal dialysis, we, we try to do that. But often the uh, children's underlying problems preclude that from happening. So the peritoneal dialysis involves a, a catheter that is implanted uh, surgically in the sac that surrounds your bowels, which has thousands of tiny little blood vessels. And a special solution is placed into that sac and draws out waste products. And that's a treatment that's done nightly, generally when the patients are asleep using a, a small machine, again, that we train the families to, uh, to uh, use and perform. How do you determine that a child's kidneys are malfunctioning to begin with? Like, what are some of the symptoms a parent you know, would, would notice? Yes. So, um, the first symptoms that their families generally note are fatigue, um, uh, generally reduced school function, uh, increased, uh, need for sleep going to, these are kids that transition from very energetic to going to bed at six o'clock in the evening kind of thing as their kidney function declines. Um, we generally hope to be able to intervene before the advancement of symptoms to that level. 
we often know that the kids have um, kidney disease. Um, often they're, these are kids that were born with malformed kidneys. Um, and that is often evident in ultrasounds uh, of their moms before birth. And we follow them after that. Or they've had a urinary infection that clues us into the underlying malformation of their kidneys and we begin following them. Or they have some other problem they acquire through their life um, that leads to blood in the urine or accumulation of fluid. And, that diagnosis is made, and then we monitor, we try and treat those uh, uh, problems, but if uh, their kidney failure advances, we try and intervene before they have those types of symptoms. So it sounds like there's a lot of reasons a child may end up needing uh, dialysis. What are the physical effects of the loss of kidney function for children? Uh, the, uh, one of the major ones, uh, Amber, is failure of uh, adequate growth and development. Um, so children with uh, kidney failure, particularly advanced kidney failure, often do not grow adequately. Um, we do have growth hormone, and that can be helpful, um, uh, but the uh, kids are um, often much shorter than their uh, peers. Um, nutrition can be difficult. Um, children with kidney failure require much more uh, nutrition, calories, and protein than other children. And at the same time, their advanced kidney failure um, uh, uh, reduces their appetite. So we have this, you know, this paradox where they need more calories but can't really take them in or feel like they should take them in. Um, and so the dialysis um, helps uh, uh, helps relieve those symptoms. It often doesn't uh, uh, improve uh, growth. Uh, to normal that um, when it's advanced often requires a successful kidney transplant and really dialysis for all of our kids is a bridge to them eventually getting a successful kidney transplant. I wanted to ask you to sort of walk us through what dialysis is like for a child. How do you as a pediatric nephrologist go about preparing a child for dialysis mentally? We're fortunate to have a team that is really experienced and uh, trained uh, to be able to do just that. Um, we uh, belong to a consortium, a nationwide consortium of pediatric dialysis providers that um, helps uh, develop tools just as you're describing. So we have picture books, uh, we have videos, we have dolls um, that we can provide the families um, and uh, really to go step by step of what they can anticipate um, as they go through the process of training, um, surgeries, uh, and the treatments themselves. Do, what do they feel during the dialysis? Is it 
Is it obvious to the person that there's fluid movement happening? Our goal, I should say, is really for the treatments to have minimal or no symptoms. So for hemodialysis, that sometimes can be difficult to achieve that goal consistently. Um, uh, taking, removing a fair amount of fluid, think of it that we're removing in 12 hours a week uh, what your kidneys are generally removing in a 168-hour week. Um, and so doing that in that interval of time can lead to changes that uh, produce symptoms. So those can be cramping and nausea. We do our very best uh, and our staff is very attuned to our patients to be able to deliver the treatments in a way that really minimizes that. And then we have a strong dietary team that works with the kids and their families to try and minimize the amount of fluid that they accumulate in between treatments. And that's key to being able to reduce the symptoms they have. Do, do you see children who come into dialysis feeling sluggish and, and leaving feeling more energized? Uh, that, it, it's not a kind of a switch before and after the treatments themselves. That's really a cumulative thing. I mean, I, uh, we have a good recent example. We have a, a young boy, um, a nine-year-old boy we've been following for some time. He lives in the Binghamton area. And uh, he very energetic, buzzing all the time. And his, as his kidney function was declining, his appetite was less, sleeping more, really not himself. And he'd lost uh, four or five pounds, which, I mean, he didn't have a lot of weight to, to lose. And so um, it was really time that he uh, start dialysis. So he started with hemodialysis uh, in late October. And uh, over a period of the next six weeks, he gained his weight back. And he was really himself in terms of his overall energy level and ability to focus on school. And then from there, uh, we've been able to transition him to the home peritoneal dialysis so his family does not have to make the trips from Binghamton three times a week. Although we do have patients who have to make that uh, travel and commitment. How many weeks is typical for a child to be on dialysis? Well, they're on dialysis until they get a transplant. So it, it could be many months? Months or years. I mean, um, so uh, generally our kids are able to get a transplant within one to two years, but there can be circumstances that can make that hard. Um, but again, our goal is for all our kids to um, get a successful transplant. I see. Well, thank you so much to Dr. Scott Sherman. He's an associate professor of pediatrics and the director of nephrology at Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.